Coming up, another house has been announced for Halloween Horror Nights 2022. We're going to talk about that on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Rhino. Hey, Rhino, how you doing? Hello. I'm fine. Okay. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fabuloso. Yes. That's okay. It. A new spell I came up with, learned it in the Wizarding World. Well, I practiced it in the oh. <laughs> Wizarding World. I learned it on my own when I came up with it. Yes, just I'm just like the Half-Blood Prince. I make my own spells. That's how it works. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm great. We're going to have a fun episode. We're going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights because I know you're not sick of it yet. And we're going to probably mention one other new story that's not really a big story. But we'll get mentioned anyways. But before we get to any of that, I need to remind you that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the amazing Dreams Unlimited Travel agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote. Okay, the big news this week out of Universal Orlando is that we have our third house announcement for Halloween Horror Nights. Rhino, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember what the first two announcements were? Uh, I know one of them was Halloween, and I feel like I was thinking about this in the car earlier today. I was like, what is the other house that they announced so far? It was Universal Monsters Legends that's it, Collide. That's, it. That's, that's what it was. It feels like there's been, because that was open, I feel like, I don't know, that's just one of those staple things now where I'm like, oh yeah, duh, yeah. that's there. Yeah, and it hasn't been a long time since all of these have been announced. I mean, it's just been two weeks now for Halloween and a couple weeks before for Universal Monsters Legends Collide. But yes, we have our latest house announcement. And I'm actually... You know, this is not a huge announcement. It's one that we saw coming a mile away, but it's one that I'm cautiously excited for. And that is the return of the horrors of Blumhouse. And this is the third time they have done one of these horrors of Blumhouse houses. Uh, the first time around, let me bring my notes up here so I don't butcher it and get it wrong. But the first time around that they did this, uh, the this style of house, it featured scenes from The Purge, Sinister, and Insidious, and that was back in 2017. And then they brought it back the very next year in 2018, including scenes from The First Purge and Happy Death Day. And now this new take on The Horrors of Blumhouse will be featuring The Black Phone and Freaky. Freaky, which of course came out in 
2020 and uh, it's a take on freaky friday that we'll get into a little bit and then the black phone is literally out just this weekend in wide release for the first time so unfortunately uh both rhino and i have not had a chance to see it yet but it is on my short list of movies that i still need to go to theaters to see uh because i i was excited to see this movie before it was announced as a house but now that it's going to have a, a place in halloween horror nights I'm, I'm even more excited to see the black phone yeah i mean it looks it looks super creepy and you told me the other day i had no idea it was written by stephen king's son yeah uh i can't remember i think his real name is like joe, hill. joe king and joe hill oh are you joe king that can't be his name boom nailed it maybe it's uh oh, maybe it is oh. i believe his pen name or whatever i he was credited as joe hill i believe but that's yeah. it yeah yeah I, I i knew there was something like his joe hill was his his pen name but he is in fact stephen king's son so uh the movie is based on the short story that he wrote i almost picked up uh, the compilation of stories that included the back the black phone uh but you know what sometimes when i want to be surprised yeah yeah, I I did want to be surprised too, but from what I've like uh, at least initially read on the the book, I believe is just well not the book even just the the story I believe is just like loosely inspired the movie and they had to do a little bit of legwork with it, kind of like I believe um you know Secret Window when that was mm. adapted from a Stephen yeah. King short so you stole my story <laughs> no 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 uh, you should you should have went a different route you should have said you stole my example <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but i thought you were gonna ask me to do the thing with the braces and the corn at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah i'm i'm giving you a couple minutes notice right now so go attach braces on go get the yeah. corn that i know eli's making downstairs below and I want to see you eating that buttery corn right at the end of it. But uh, <laughs> anywho, yeah, so the the black phone that just comes out this weekend. So we won't be able to go too in depth on anything about that movie uh, in terms of how we feel about it. And even then, uh, the other movie that's being featured freaky. I know I watched it. And Rhino, I'm, I'm pretty sure he said he didn't watch it, so he won't be able to help out as much on Freaky. But I know he's a fan. I of do Vince want to watch Vaughn. it. Yeah, I, I, well, I am. But yeah, but I, uh, I haven't watched it yet. It, it was on my list like for forever. Like I heard it was really good, so I, yeah. I'm very interested. No, I, oh, okay. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. So, and I think I've shared them with you offline before as well as uh maybe online once or twice but uh anyways let's let's go over what universal wrote about the house they said the horrors of blumhouse will transport guests into an alternate dimension where the scares are real and the stakes are life or death in the black phone which hits theaters june 24th the grabber is a demented magician best known for his sinister trick of making people disappear permanently Guests will find themselves trapped in his funhouse, where the sound of ghostly voices whisper hints on how to escape, but guests must tread carefully to outwit and outrun the grabber's twisted magic. 
Freaky will challenge guests to outrun serial killer The Butcher, who has switched bodies with a high school girl after being cursed by the Ladola Dagger, an ancient Aztec blade. Guests will learn firsthand that looks can be deceiving as they encounter the sweet-looking teen who is actually The Butcher, and she is determined to hunt for their next victims. And on paper, I mean, this sounds like a very easy mashup to do because... Uh, with the with the black phone, you know, I know Ethan Hawke's character in the movie is the grabber, the the person who is the serial killer that kidnaps all of the children, and he's wearing that creepy mask. So I'm assuming most of the scares will come from people wearing a replica mask, and then there might be a little bit of like the kids thrown in there, like help me. But I know that's part of it is that the kid who was kidnapped only hears the voices through the black phone and that's how he he tries to find his way out but that's that's the little bit that i know about the movie it's been in it like went to festivals last year and it's just taken forever to come out so i know that it had good positive reviews at the start of everything but uh in the start of the lifespan of the movie but i haven't i haven't even paid attention to where it's I just at checked. on rotten it's a, it's at a 86% on wow. rotten tomatoes yeah, with a 93% audience rate. Or, yeah, audience, uh, 86% certified ra- fresh. That's 125 reviews. And 250-plus verified ratings make it 93% for the audience score so far. Wow. That's, that's really high for yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. No, that's, that's a horror good. movie. But, you know, sometimes I feel like horror movies can be a lot more divisive than a lot of other movies. So a lot of people don't like it if it's too simple or something like that. But that, I feel like that's a pretty... It's a pretty high rating. That's on my cool. I'm actually while while you're uh, looking up stuff on Rotten Tomatoes, what was Get Out and then Us? Because I feel like in the past years, those would probably be the only two widely released horror movies. Doctor Sleep might be the same. You don't think Doctor Sleep was on there? I would, would be on that list. Uh, I, I mean, also, I love Doctor Sleep. Joe Hill. But uh, okay, Get Out is ninety eight percent with critics and eighty six percent with the audience. And then what was the other one? Did you want me to do us? us? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that one is ninety three percent with critics, only sixty percent for the audience, which is crazy because I am like I I love both those movies, but I find that I watch uh, us like I keep going back to it. Like I keep, yeah. I don't know, scary. I, but I guess it, that one's not as clearly defined as like what it's actually, what actually is going on in the movie uh, as the other one. I, I think people usually leave their ratings after their first watch and they don't go back and really explore it because I know I wasn't a huge fan of it the first time I watched it. And then I rewatched it again and I was like, okay, there's actually a lot going on here that I really like. And now of both of those movies, I prefer watching Us versus get out which i don't know after you know all the twists and everything that happens in get out i I feel like it doesn't have the same rewatchability but we're not here to discuss jordan peele movies as much as i want to get us hyped up for nope coming out very soon i can't wait for that yeah but uh, yeah i want to i want to get us hyped up for that but i want to stay on track with at least these movies and uh i guess where do we leave off with the black phone and what its rotten tomato score is so i i cannot wait to go see it and hopefully hopefully i'm i'm a huge fan of it but i think it will be easy to bring to life at halloween horror nights 
as well as freaky, which is pretty simple because uh, in the beginning of the movie, you know, Vince Vaughn's character is the the serial killer and he is wearing a mask as well, too, that they can replicate. But uh, not to completely spoil freaky for you, but I'm going to. Uh, so I guess, you know, check back in later if you, you don't want to hear the spoilers. You already heard the news, so you don't need to really uh, <laughs> listen any further past here. That's the worst thing you could ever tell your audience in the world. But uh, anyways... <laughs> uh, with with Freaky, it as I've already said, it's a take on Freaky Friday, so it's a body switch movie. Uh, Vince Vaughn stabbed the girl with the Aztec blade, and all of a sudden, Vince Vaughn is running around acting like a teenage girl, whereas the teenage girl he don't, stabbed is don't spoil too much. I, that's I not. Mean, I know that's the. Plot, I already read but... that in the outline of what happens okay. in the house, but and I'm not going to go any further into the details of it. Uh, but you know, then the girl is this like overly strong powerful serial killer all of a sudden so you know i feel like this house is going to have a lot of victims you know given some scares as you're going through but uh in the beginning of it we're surely going to see the vince vaughn character when he was a serial killer uh in in that form but then i think we're going to see a lot of blondes uh trying to go after people so i i think uh, needless to say both movies would be so simple to create in a house together. And I don't, not having seen black phone, I'm not sure if it could stand on its own, but something like freaky could not stand on its own. That couldn't be just its signature house. It, it needed to be in a horrors of Blumhouse uh, setting where you can take kind of an encapsulation of the best scenes and, and smash them all down and together. Like, which is, I, I thought what made the last ones, you know, decent houses in in terms of the, that in terms of how they've stood the test of time in my memory, I'm trying to think of the right way I want to say it there, but uh, like uh, with the one that featured Happy Death Day, I always had a good time going through that section of that house. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, with those houses, I feel like both times it's it's the purge that was what was bringing it down because yeah. we were so tired of the purge at that point. It's also like the purge for me, I mean, especially in terms of being a house, is kind of a one note thing. It's either that like Fourth of July one, so then you have more patriotic looking people purging, or it's just like the basic one. And I was like, it's just such a standard, like, I get it how it works for like movies and stuff, but I feel like as a house, it kind of becomes like a little stale really quickly. So it's one of those where I'm like, I don't want to keep seeing it over and over and over again. But yeah. Yeah, I did like the Happy Death Day house, though. It was fun to kind of like that's the area where like it was kind of cool to keep. It felt like you kept walking into the same set over and over again. But then like scares would come in different places and stuff. Yeah. And that was cool. I, I thought it was I thought that one was actually really well done. That section of that house, at least. But uh, with with these two movies, though. With Freaky, I mean, it, you obviously should go out and watch both movies before Halloween Horror Nights. We always recommend that for the original houses. But with Freaky, you know, I I just did not like it. To me, the, the main problem is uh, if you've ever seen the classic movie, The Hot Chick, starring Rob Schneider, <laughs> then you know kind of already a similar story. Obviously, that one didn't involve... Uh, it, it didn't involve like just slaughtering people nonstop, but in terms of like the plot line, it 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 did follow the same one of a criminal 
accidentally swaps body with a teenage girl. And it's like, so, it, you know, they're both takes on, again, the Freaky Friday style story, but it's, it's just something about it. As I was watching Freaky the first time, I just kept saying to myself, like, you know what? It's it's a horror movie that's not taking itself too seriously, but at the same time, I don't think it's recognizing just how dumb it is as much as the hot chick did. And I'm not advocating for the hot chick here either. It's a movie that I think has aged absolutely terribly uh, it, between, you know, it's uh, no offense to Rachel McAdams or Rob Schneider or uh, I can't I can't even remember the girl who was the best friend in it, but. It's all just fallen from my head. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. In terms of the actual movie itself, it left a lot to be desired in my book. But I would still say, just for Halloween Horror Nights, give it a shot. You should watch it. Rhino will, at the very least. I mean, I agree. I, I agree. I try to always watch them all. Like we, we already said, I try to always watch as many as I can. But then sometimes I end up with um, House of a Thousand Corpses at my house three years later. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> still, no, no, no. Still unwatched. I, I, I did take it back from you. I don't remember oh, when. It must have been when uh, one of the times I came over to your house for uh, food over the past couple of years or drinks. I must have I must have grabbed yeah, it when okay. I saw it sitting yeah. out. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I recently went through all my movies and I was like, oh, I do have House of a Thousand Corpses back and the disc is in there. So it's all good. I can no longer get on you about that. But I, I think the only problem that I have, unless the black phone becomes like a runaway hit in theaters is, uh, you know, Rhino, you've, you've said it at least offline and probably online, too, to me that uh, – the hard part right now with Halloween Horror Nights is looking at the speculation maps. If those end up being relatively close to what it is with what we've already had announced, there's no uh, – I can't remember the exact word we used for it or phrase, but there's no lightning bolt house so far that's yeah. like this is that's that strike that is f- that's saying to me, I really want to go. And yeah. uh I, 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 this house definitely isn't it for me, but I also don't want to just poo-poo on it because this style of house has been done before with Blumhouse movies. I, I still think there's a lot of potential for this to be a solid house that's fun to go through over and over again, but still just not quite doing it for me. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking about that again earlier. I was like, it's going to be one of those years it feels like, I mean, we don't know what else is coming, but where, let's say that one of those speculation maps does come true it'll be like okay it could all be really solid houses but they're you're like yeah it's one of those where i'm like i don't think that this would for me personally i don't know that this would be the i'm gonna go out of my way to plan my trip to be able to go here and go through this house and i want to go through this house a million times and you know like when they said with ghostbusters i was like i can't believe I'm going to be able to walk through Ghostbusters, you know, and and I feel like Beetlejuice kind of captivated that same sort of like sensation of that, like, okay, it's going to be like fun, but like, it's this kind of macabre house. And, and then for me, it was also like stranger things. And I'm sure a lot of people felt that for like walking dead. That was a big get at that time, you know, in the beginning before it got a little too tired, but it's one of those where you're just like, wow, like there is no like, Oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. And it's, it's hard. It's like I love the idea of all the original houses, but it is hard to get pumped. The general public, I feel like, can't rally behind a house that they have no idea what it's about. You know what I mean? It it feels a little more like 
I don't want to say regional because they're obviously on a whole nother level, but like you have theme park, you have haunted houses like around you sometimes that you're like, well, that's not based on anything. So what's the difference? You know, like sort of a thing, yeah. but I don't know. We'll see. I, nothing. We're not done yet. So I don't know. No, we're, we're not done yet, but I do think you, you bring up a good point with that. And I think I meant to say lightning rod, not lightning bolt with it all. But uh, yeah, w- with what you just brought up too, I think, you know what, maybe, maybe it's also okay too, if this isn't like an over the top year with Halloween yeah. Horror Nights. Uh, and, and just in general, like I know, I know the, the majority of the time, the opinion that Universal Disney has is, you know, if you're not growing, then, you know, things aren't going good. And, I want to see Halloween Horror Nights grow more. I want to see more people attracted to the event and really make it their own thing and and have all the memories that we've been able to form with it. But at the same time, too, it would be nice to have a year where it's not like, okay, we've got to get there for... Uh, we've got to get there right before the park closes so we can get in. We can start doing those houses before Halloween Horror Nights officially kicks off. And then we know we're only staying there for like an hour because things are going to get overly swamped. And yeah. then you feel like you have to have Express to be able to even really crack a dent at doing a lot if you do get there later in the night so uh, i and that's not that's not every night you can obviously if you go enough you find out there are slow nights and there was there was plenty of nights the last time around with the event that i know that you know we did seven or eight houses either by just going at the very end of the night or stayed and uh, did stay and scream and then hit as many houses as fast and hard as we could first thing you know you might miss out on one of the two bigger ones like usually to to get those eight houses done you know we'd have to skip out like on beetlejuice or hill house because those would kind of get clogged up a little bit but it was still entirely possible but you know i i would also be okay with a year where that those kind of questions are out the window and maybe you don't get the the fair weather fans and who are only coming in for the one big movie and and clogging things up a little bit more i'd i'd be okay with a slower year as long as it doesn't I, hurt I, them and hurt it could it, yeah i mean it could also be a thing where like you know last year was the anniversary but also it was a carried over year because i mean some of those houses and properties probably had to like either be built or you know i know some had to be like built and rebuilt and stuff like that because we had that year in between where it didn't happen um it only didn't happen one year, right? It was mm-hmm. only in 2020 because yep. we technically we had it in 2021. Yeah. So it's I think that's part of it, too. That could have stretched the expense that's given to the event. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a cheaper event by any means or anything like that. But um, but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, maybe it's just being like, OK, let's just I'd rather have quality over quantity. So that's where I'm like, as long as the houses are solid, I I will be. I will be happy because it is like, you know, last year we did get we got Beetlejuice Hill House. You said, you know, there was a lot of like big stuff. So yeah. it's like maybe maybe it is just that lull after. 
it very well could be, but we're just going to have to wait and see what else is announced. We're going to have to see what the crowds are like once we get to Halloween, and it's all coming up very quickly. And in the interim, there's not really a ton going on, at least that we're going to talk about in terms of news. Maybe something news-related will pop up soon. But the only other thing I want to mention that is coming up is specifically for annual pass holders, which I hear more and more about people even out of state of Florida saying like, oh, you know what? With Universal's passes being priced the way they are and how much we want to use it and visit it, we just decided to become annual pass holders. I I know it applies to more and more people now, but uh, annual pass holder appreciation days are returning back to Universal Orlando from August 15th through September 30th. And during that time, it's all about you out there, the Universal annual pass holder family. And usually what this means is that there's extra perks, discounts. Uh, you know, they've done dedicated like drive. Uh, why can't I think of that? Where you drive up to the parking uh, structure. They've had like dedicated lanes for pass holders, dedicated entry for pass holders. Uh, they've had specialty food items for pass holders that no one else can get unless you are a pass holder. Uh, little little things like that that just make you sp- feel special. I would really love if they would go back to like what they did the I think they did it maybe twice where they did an after hours event for pass holders. That was uh I know I went to the one and I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think you ended up at it, but uh, I I I would love one of those again. I know that's a lot harder to to pull off and cost a lot more money, but you know what? There's a lot of pass holders out there who they would feel very appreciated if you did something like that. It's nice. It's also their opportunity to be like, "Hey, stick it to Disney again." Not to, not that that's the game they play, but it's one of those things where right now, I mean, there's a big frustration with like um, reservation days and and parks, you know, stuff like that at Disney. So it's kind of like if they did something like that, you'd be like, "Wow, when does Disney do this for their annual pass holders?" You know what I mean? Like it's it seems like uh, they probably got a pretty big influx of annual pass holders during the pandemic i'm guessing because one they opened first and two they had a little less it was a little bit easier to get into those parks in terms of like planning and and things like that so it was a lot more like you could just go last minute you could go and you know come and go as you please sort of a thing and so this could be another opportunity for them like that to be like look how we appreciate the people who have been with us you know absolutely and you know i'm i don't want to like oversell this though the the one thing is like there's nothing that will happen during the pass holder days that would be like on the level of like, well, this convinced me, this is why I need to sign up and become a universal annual pass holder. Uh, it's not, it's not that drastic. You know, it's, um, I think out of all the times that they've done pass holder days with like exclusive food, I think maybe I've gotten like one or two items at most. Usually it just doesn't, doesn't appeal to me. doesn't, doesn't sound like something I want. So I just kind of stay away with it. And, you know, I'm, I even, I, I feel terrible as a pass holder. I never take advantage of a lot of like the hotel discount rates, but that's just because at the end of the night, I want to come home to my puppy dogs. I don't, I don't want to stay in hotels. I, I do it, do it when I have to for work. But if I have the choice, I, I I don't I don't want to leave my dogs. If I'm going to do like a staycation, I I end up going to a place where they can go too. So I need to I need to start taking more advantage of it. But you know what? You sign up for that top level annual pass, you're going to get that Halloween Horror Nights ticket included in it. So uh, think about that. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> As I worry if my phone is now broken on the floor beside me. But, uh, Rhino, I think that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else? No, it's very hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh if if we really wanted to do an episode this week, it shouldn't be about the black phone or uh panual panual past panual haspold. It's <laughs> just celebrating all the pan pan see the pan pass. And I stopped myself because when I said panual, the next thing would be the it would sound like buttholders <laughs> if I was saying that. And I I stopped myself, and then I believe you just said it, or you almost said it. Oh, I was going to say, like, I thought you were, it's Pride Month, so we're celebrating everybody. So we're saying to the pansexual pass holders that are out there, you get the extra special treatment. The colors on my monitor next to me are currently those colors, so that's where my mind was. Sorry. Well, it's not where I was going with it. I just don't have the ability to speak properly, and I fully embrace it. But with that, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Rhino, thanks so much for the fun conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. Uh, if you did enjoy this and you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comments section below. If you're listening to the Disunplugged Universal Edition, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen. And uh, if you are able to leave us a rating and review, please do that as well, too. And if you want to support us more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for us today. Again, Rhino, thank you so much. Thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again soon with another episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. 